The following is a Just Green production brought to you by the Might Be News Network. Woo! Roger's dick and twist it! Oh my god, dude! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Might Be Brews Season 4, Episode 2, the podcast where we explore the people, places, and brews of the craft beer world. My name is John. With me, as always, Mr. Steve. How you doing, buddy? Let's go, birds. Yes, let's go, birds. The man behind the board, my brother Taylor. How you doing? What's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? What's going on? (laughs) And our special guest, we've got Chris from Beer, Bourbon, and Games. Chris, how you doing? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Fantastic. Thank you, thank you, thank you for hanging out with with us and uh, joining us. Listen, guys, we've got some uh, really exciting news. We've got a brand new website up. Make sure you check out mbnnetwork.com. It's never been easier to find your favorite podcast. We've got so much content up there. We've got playlists now. So when you go and find the Might Be Brews tab underneath that website, You'll be able to find a playlist with just our episodes. It'll be really easy to do. Can you fucking believe it, people? (laughs) Shout out, Mike and April. You guys did a fantastic job on the website. It looks so good. If you haven't seen it lately, go check it out, mbnnetwork.com. Also, shout out to Unomia CBD, our sponsor. Use promo code MBN to get 20% off free shipping and a free gift. That's E-U-N-O-M-I-A-C-B-D.com. Check it out. We appreciate you guys. Woo! Let's get into it. I'm ready to crack a brewski. Let's go. Get a crack, and I already cracked mine while guys, you were uh, yapping there. Yeah, what's everybody drinking? What's going on? I got the lot. Oh, start with me. I got oh, the uh, the victory uh, Kirsch Goose. <laughs> I know that's not how you Kirsch say Goose. it, but I say things weird because I don't care. But it's very good. It's made with real cherries. And uh, I'm enjoying it very much. Uh, this is my first time having this beer. And um, oh, really? Yeah, easy drink it. Would absolutely, uh, would absolutely be, be drinking this all the time. What ABV is that? Uh, That's a low one, isn't it? It's low, four point seven. Like four six? Okay. Yeah, four point seven. But it's really good. It's very tasty. Uh, big, big cherry flavor, uh, which I like. So. It's good. I, I haven't had many cherry sours, so this is something that's uh, very good to me. Did they stop making that for like a year? I feel like it 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 was like super popular, or is it just because it's seasonal? I think they made it seasonal, and that's why it went away, and then the mm. season has come back, but I don't quote me on that. I haven't had it since the comeback. I, I mean, I loved that beer. It was so good. And, you know, everybody had it on tap, like every bar, every place you went to. And I mean, I guess that doesn't exist anymore. So that's part of the problem. But um, I, I just haven't been able to go back and get a Kirsch Goza yet. And I'm excited to try it again. I'm going to put it in my butt and twist it. That's, that's how I idea. feel about it. That's I think Kev likes it. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Steve, what do you got? What are you sipping on? I've got the uh, Lot P Pilsner from uh, Neck of the Woods Brewing, courtesy of uh, of our boy Mike Fisher right there. Uh, tasty little Pilsner from New Jersey. Uh, Pittman, New Jersey. That's what I was looking for. Um, I don't know what Lot P is. Is Lot P one of the ones down at the stadium? I'm imagining. Is there a special? Mm. Is it a special lot? Is it just because it's a P for Pilsner? I want to know some info. Yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's a good question. Info. Yo, shout out to Fish real quick. Uh, audio quality. Fish, I've been working real hard, okay? I'm, thank you for noticing. Thank you for noticing. Yo, and you're drinking out of a snifter. I, I mean, again, I cannot believe the progress that you've made as a craft beer enthusiast. You guys win. You guys win. <laughs> enthusiast, ambassador. Dude, I walked in. I, I, I walked into the beer distributor today. I was in there for five minutes. I was in here for five minutes. I was like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I'm getting. Okay. I'm a beer drinker now. I'm a beer guy now. I know. uh, Just just wait. I feel like the curse is when you're a a craft beer guy and you go into a beer store nowadays and you're just like overwhelmed. It it takes, yes. And it takes you forever. There's so many options. There's so many things. What's new? Check, you know, if. I try to remember, but, you know, checking dates, things like that. I mean, there's just so much and you don't want to miss something. You don't want to like just right. overlook that, you know, that whale or whatever it might be. Like you, you, you take the time 
to consider and to to evaluate and to look everything over and and it becomes a thing where like i'm easily in a beer store for 10 15 mm-hmm. 20 minutes sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i have another it's one too i'll try i'll bring it out here in a little bit i haven't tried that one either yet so Chris, what are you sipping on Oops, I'm sorry, i I'm am sipping no, on the double mosaic it is from warwick farms they are very, very good. Um, they're from Jameson, PA. This one mm-hmm. is a mosaic hop. It has pale. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a really heavy hitting double IPA, but it's it's really good. Um, right now, they're not quite open to the public. They do pre sales online, and you can go and pick it up from Wednesday through Saturday. And they did just start doing some like Oktoberfest stuff on the lawn just to get their name going. Um, but their stuff is absolutely incredible. Who who got us beer from there? Because I feel like I've had, yeah, you did. We've had yeah. that, a few beers from them before, I think. Yeah, I, I drove up. I think it was three different beers when I went up there and, and everything mm-hmm. I had was really good. Oh, it was awesome. Their process for putting in the orders and loading them up was very smooth. This was months ago. It was pretty heavy into pandemic time, and they loaded us up quick, and it was all really easy-peasy to do the pickup, and the beers were really good. I, I really want to try and sample some more of their wares because I was impressed with what I had. Yeah, yeah. They're, I've, I've had probably about nine or ten from them so far, and they've all been good. Um I actually got a chance and I messaged the the head brewer. So I drove up like an hour and a half there and got to do a tour with them. And um, one of their big ones they just released was a peanut butter chocolate stout. I actually got to try it three weeks before it was bottled. We got it right out of the fermenter and it was absolutely fantastic. I think it's like a 10.2% and it's, they use 300 pounds of real peanuts in there. So they have a, they have a warning that if you're, you're allergic. Stay away from it, and it's yeah. it's very good. Wow, sounds good. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get more from them. I'm excited to to try them more often for them to get their beer out there. So, so John, should we explain what we're actually going to do with this episode? Because we haven't done this type yet, have we? That's correct. That's correct. You have not. So for the so for the people out there, this is going to get confusing. Because if you're listening to us on a podcast now, we've this is over. <laughs> because <laughs> because we're recording live. So what we are is we're on Facebook Live. So if you're watching on Facebook Live, you're live. Unless yes. you're not live and you tune in tomorrow, then it's taped. Let me tell you but guys. If you're watching live, it's live. But it's still going to release on the podcast tomorrow in the future, which is when your present is, if you're listening now on the podcast network. You should leave yourself a message for tomorrow when you listen to it. Yeah. It's just a reminder. That's how I came up with that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny when you do that. The time-space oh. continuum is yeah, trash. It's so hard Yo, to right. wrap your mind around. So real quick, just to, to make this a little easier for people, what we're going to do here at Might Be Brews, uh, hopefully every episode but as many certainly as many episodes as we can what we're planning on doing because the people that love the show love the live experience as much as they do uh we're going to do this live thursday nights before the show comes out on podcast podcast will come out on friday the following morning um but that way we can keep the live video up we can just let this roll and I'm going to play the music in about 45 minutes, and then you guys can keep doing whatever the hell you want to do. But that way we can do the live experience and a podcast at the same time, and everybody's happy, uh, myself most importantly of all. So everybody, uh, that's that's the plan. That's what we're going to do, and hopefully people yeah. can, can dig that because – I noticed that that you guys were very, very successful with the live experience. People really, really like this stuff. They like having beers with you guys and just relaxing. And uh, it's you guys do it better than anybody at the network. Newsflash. I don't give a fuck. Well, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for saying that. Thank I'm going to um, do my little turn here for what I'm drinking. Um, have you guys seen this yet? Because I haven't seen it at home, I don't think. But I, I keep seeing it, seeing it, but it I haven't in gotten it. Delaware. It, it's 
So this is um, a collaboration. Is it Rodenbach, I believe? That's how I would I think say. that's what it's called. Yeah, Rodenbach and Dogfish Head, obviously. Rodenbach makes a, I, I don't know if you call it a Flanders, some kind of red ale. I don't know why I thought she was behind me for a second, <laughs> even though she's on the screen behind you. But I've got this uh, this Dogfish Head collaboration. It's called Vibrant. I don't even know how to say that. If it's Pokean, Pokean. It's it's a weird weird word. Yeah, I know. I think it's French or something. I think Rodenbach's like German or French or somewhere that's not American. I'm not really sure. But anyway, it's it's a sour. And what this reminds me of is is that Rodenbach beer that's a very dark red, like Flanders style ale. It's a little sour, but also has like the almost like red wine flavors to it um, to me. And this feels like a blend of that with Dogfish Head Sequench. So you get that lime, you get that sour, you get the refreshing part of it, but then it's like a little darker and a little more, um, I don't know if like sweet's the right word, but like just, it reminds me of like an Oktoberfest style for a sour. Like it's just, you know, instead of being that summer beer, it's got those darker notes that make it just, you know, a little more warming or something. I don't know. Is it a heavier malt body? Is that what you're... It could be, but you know, like probably, yeah. That's what I'm gonna guess. Is is that a collab pre Sam Adams or post? I don't know for sure because I haven't seen it until afterward. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say I've never seen that one before. A cross Atlantic collaboration that melds the old world charm of two year fooder sour or fooder fooder, however you say it, with the funky irreverence of an elderberry elderflower and something else kettle sour hmm. do you well, like it? i don't know i think it's yes it's delicious okay. and i i love sequench and i've said that a hundred times and i drink it all summer um this is fantastic S- similar like i said to like the fall beers where you drink a lot of lagers and pilsners in the summer it starts to get a little bit cooler you know, you can do your stouts and everything too, but getting those Oktoberfests and those dark lagers and those dunkles are fantastic styles for this time of season. And I feel like this is, you know, turning that style over to like the fall season. Hmm. You know, real quick, uh, last episode, you guys gave me two Oktoberfest beers and I only yeah. had time to drink one on mm-hmm. the show. I don't remember what the other one was called. Shit. I sent it. I sent it to you guys. Yeah, I think. I, which one was it? It was the um, low key in my top ten favorite beers of all time. Uh, like was it the Paul Lander? Yeah, I think yeah, it was the Paul Lander. Yeah, it was the Paul. Uh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. It was the Hoffenbrau. Hoffenbrau. Oh uh, yeah, It was the Hoffenbrau. Yes. Low key, one of the smoothest beers I've ever drank in my entire life. Like it was delicious. And I don't know if it's because I've been like so heavy into sours recently that it was like refreshing to taste beer beer again you know what i mean like it was just like it was really good really crisp really refreshing and super approachable beer beer flavored beer is making the comeback yes you just need that it's the new beer it's a new big thing i'd be curious to see what you thought mr steve but like when we had maggie from east branch you know the last episode we did a few oktoberfest beers and a lot of the oktoberfests were um when i had them together i thought that the newer american style from our local guys brothers kirshner and east branch were fantastic and they were i thought they tasted better than those traditional ones but then you end up getting um when I had them on their own, the Hofbrau, the Polliner, I thought they were fantastic. And if you have two or three of them, it just seems like it's so easy to drink. They were def- they're were they definitely an easy drinking style. It's a style that's almost warming. And I don't mean that from an alcohol sense. I mean that from like a, like a comfort sense. Like they're just a very warming, comfortable beer. And they can go down really easy if you're, uh, if you're in the mood for them. That's for sure. Yeah. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like those a lot. We got a uh, 
we got a new uh, new fan here. Frank, thanks for checking in. What's up, Frank? Appreciate you uh, giving us some comments there. Yeah, that's my boy, Frank. Yo, what up, Brett? What up, Frank? Check out the big brain on Brett. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually in a hotel, Brett, if you missed it. I'm not probably where you think I am. And Hofbrau Polliner Ufest on tap at Lank- Lancaster. What is that? Lider Crons? Lider Crons. Nice. Thanks, Jim. I didn't know Lancaster had a lead in Crons. What up, Jim? I only knew the Reading one. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 you guys just said it, and I still don't know how to say it. Just say it fast, and, and then nobody will question it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's interesting. So, Chris, let's let's talk to you a little bit. I want to get to know. I, I want to tell everybody about what you do, your page, beer, bourbon, and games. Why don't you tell us, um, like the little little bit of history about it, what it is, how you got into it, and, and what you're doing over there at that page? Okay. Well, um, the history of it was the page originally was not a craft beer page at all. It was actually a YouTube channel for gaming. I've been a gamer since. I can remember four probably playing Mario. So I decided to make a let's play channel quickly found out that that is a very crowded niche on uh, YouTube and uh, it's very hard to set yourself apart. So try to decide some of the other things that I really like. And I settled on beer and bourbon to include in that because I am a huge fan of both of those. Um, and so I transitioned from the original name of Fitz PSG over to Beer, Bourbon, and Games. And the the goal of the channel really is to educate people on good local offerings. I'm not going to limit it just to Pennsylvania beer. Obviously, there's stuff all over the world. But um, one of the big things I like to do is go to local breweries, support local, and try to get interviews out there with people and, and try to really know the brewers kind of get their their um i really want to learn what makes them tick every brewer is a little different everyone has a a different view on things like i recently uh interviewed um where they um black forest in the effort area and they are a purity law brewery so interviewing someone that is going to stick to the traditional four ingredient beer you're going to get a completely different interview than someone like i don't know new trail or imprint that really like adjuncts so everyone has a little bit different philosophy and i like to really learn what makes those people tick so that's one of the big things uh, awareness and i started a series that is getting a lot of traction for like a 101 series for bourbon um it's a huge passion of mine. I went to Kentucky, fell in love, really want to move there someday. Um, and that video on my channel has blown up. It's like 6,000 views compared to some of the other ones. So it's really doing quite well. So that's the type of stuff I want to continue doing, that educational stuff. Um, tasting notes, a little bit more higher brow of, of content, not just this beer's good. I want to actually have like... This is the tasting notes. This is how you properly taste. This is how you're going to get the best experience overall. And that's kind of what I want to bring to that. So, you know, approachable um, and not pompous at all. That's kind of my goal. Very cool. So, like, really approachable for, like, novice whiskey uh, or bourbon and beer fans. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to break it down as low key as I can try to give you ideas of what you're going to experience. Obviously, everyone's palate is 100 percent different. When I first started, my first beer ever was Guinness. I thought that was a horrible beer, but you slowly um, tend to uh, appreciate things a little bit more as you grow up and you'll learn things like pairing stuff will go a long way or um different different ways that you can enjoy certain things like just an example with uh bourbon or whiskey whichever you prefer overall uh i drink everything neat some people will only drink it with water um but you can completely change the character just by adding a few drops of water into that whiskey so kind of giving people that idea of how much character is in that and it's not just a spirit that you go buy for 20 bucks Right. Wow. 
Yeah, that's crazy. I, 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 I can't say I'm really getting into it or anything, but I've really enjoyed finding um, like really good scotches or um, like a really good whiskey or a bourbon, you know, but, but I'm still like, I have, I, I don't know anything about it really about why I like them or what it might be. So it, that that's, what's exciting is like, I would love to get more into your channel and watch it and learn some stuff. And, and maybe we can do something together. We can do like a, a, a tasting. You can kind of walk me through like what, what I'm tasting, what the differences are. Cause like, I don't know, like I, I remember like trying a bunch of scotches and one really stood out and I was like, this is so good. What is it? And it was a single malt and not a blend. And I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but it just seemed to be maybe a bit more smooth or, or more, um, there, there was something, some kind of character to it that, that I just really liked a lot more. Um, so I don't know that there's just so much, I think to learn there that, um, I, I, I don't know, I got to get in on it. Interesting realm to get into, and typically scotch is something that you navigate towards once you can appreciate whiskey a little bit more, um, because it is a little bit more sophisticated overall. But one of the first things you need to really realize is there are three distinct regions of scotch. You've got the lowlands, the highlands, and then Isla. Those are the three main places that you'll get stuff from. Isla being the smallest, it's a 25 mile island in between the two there are only nine distilleries within that 25 mile area but they are known to have extremely smoky and peaty scotch they have um actually what they call peat farms they take the peat they will harvest it they'll put it into a room they'll light it on fire they'll let it get smoky and then they'll add that to the actual blend. They'll have the barrels sitting around there. Um, and also the the temperature is completely different. Um, they'll sit the barrels right near the actual seaside. So you get the differing uh, temperatures. You get the sea spray. So there's a lot of stuff that you can't replicate elsewhere in the world. So it's fascinating. Um, highlands are known to be a lot more floral overall you're going to get a lot more approachable stuff, almost like a white wine. And then your lowlands is going to be more akin to like what you'd get from like a regular traditional whiskey, but the single malt's going to give it a, a stronger character overall than what you'd get in America. Sure. Like when it comes to whiskey and stuff, I'm, I've been all about um, like just drinking old fashions. And I found that like, you know, like you said, when you're young, Jack and Cokes are fantastic, you know, and, and a red stag, you know, like a cherry Jim Beam or whatever it is, is is great. And then, you know, I, I don't know if it, if it happened because of like my palate evolving a little bit with craft beer, but like it seemed like I, those things were just undrinkable and you start getting more bitter or, or more stronger flavors and, and drinking neat or just with a little ice or um or making something like a uh, an old fashioned and 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 you know get those those actual bourbon or whiskey flavors out a lot more than you know um, a Jack and Coke or whatever. Mm -hmm. Definitely, they do say that your palate changes every seven years, so it would make sense. And then the more the more you drink certain things, you're going to get a little bit more used to them overall. Like I had a heavy phase where all I drank was red wine, so my mm. mouth was burnt out with like those dry oak tannins and stuff like that. So it'll, you you'll sure? definitely come in, in waves like that. So that makes sense. Yeah. Check out this message from fish here. He said he tried bourbon once, didn't like it. What can I do to maybe have a better bourbon experience? Better bourbon experience, oh. better bourbon experience. Well, my first question to you, Mike is what bourbon did you try? Um, that's going to be a big thing. If you started out with like a $15, handle it's definitely not going to be the same as you know i have some stuff over in there that's like 68 dollars for a, a 350 so um, I'll, speak, I'll speak for fish he doesn't remember <laughs> i i have an uh, idea for fish to have a better bourbon experience That always I works. I think for that me. was re I think that was recorded after a few glasses of bourbon. <laughs> Probably. Grab his dick and twist it. So oh what about what about Van Winkle? 
Van Winkle, that's actually really good stuff. Um, that is people the, talk about it all the time. I always see people posting about the raffles and and trying to get it. It's not something that I've had or or felt like it was worth the trouble to try to get a bottle. Um, correct me, or I mean, you you tell me. I mean, I I've, I've I know that there's different ages mm-hmm. and different price range because I think like you can get a raffle for a bottle that's maybe only two fifty three hundred bucks, but then I think there's some that are over a thousand. You know what what exactly is going on there with the Van Winkles? There there are. It's a lot of it's a lot of hype marketing. Honestly, they limit the amount of bottles to what you can get. Since he said um, Winkle twelve, that's going to be. Um, unless he actually had Pappy Van Winkle and not Rip Van Winkle, because there are there are two different versions. The Rip Van Winkle is the lower-end version. The Pappy Van Winkle is the higher-end one that you're referring to. Um, the 23-year-old is honestly only supposed to be about $223 a bottle, but unfortunately, because there aren't many bottles, people typically sell it for two to $5,000 a piece. Holy cow. So... Um, the thing, the thing that I find really interesting about the Pappy Van Winkle, it's is, but people aren't going to necessarily like it. Uh, higher price doesn't obviously equate better quality, but sure. um, the highest version is a twenty-three year, and that age is not something that typically you are going to try in most bourbons. Most bourbons are four to eight years old. That's kind of the standard. You'll get some more that are 10 to 12. But once you get over that 12 to 15 year, the notes change considerably. There's a lot more wood notes. There's a lot more leather, dried berries, dark fruit. There's a lot of stuff that most palates aren't going to be used to. So if all of a sudden you go from drinking your $20 Jack and Coke or Jack, whatever you have, your Eagle Rare, and then you go have a $200 pour of a 23-year-old whiskey, it's gonna it's gonna throw you off. You're not gonna enjoy it at all. Um, my brother-in-law actually tried it at a place. He lives in Virginia. He tried a two-ounce pour. It was two hundred and twenty-three dollars for that. Um, he said it was mediocre at best. Um, yeah, just not really yeah. worth it at all. For the people who don't know, what's the difference between scotch and whiskey? Um, so. Whiskey is the overarching name for everything. That is just whiskey, whiskey. Scotch is only made in Scotland. Um, Bourbon is only made in America with some constraints. Canadian whiskey, obviously Canada. Irish whiskey, Ireland. So scotch is only going to be produced in Scotland. Okay, very, very interesting stuff. Uh, Chris, I'm one of those guys that would need the bourbon 101 base level. Same. So, so say I want to start getting into bourbon. What's a good, I don't want cheap, obviously, because you were talking about, you know, you don't want to go bottom of the barrel, but I obviously don't want to spend 400, 500 bucks on my first bottle. What's a good entry level starter bourbon for lack of a better term? Luckily, there are a lot of bourbons that are actually really good in that middle of the road pack that people can easily get. And people overlook them because it's not that high flashy name that they know. So I I would honestly recommend that if you can get it, one of my favorite is Buffalo Trace. Anything that Buffalo Trace makes is a great product. So Buffalo Trace, Eagle Rare, um, Stag, unfortunately, is a little bit higher. And then it really kind of depends, though, like on your palate. So some people like spicier stuff than others. So if you do like a little bit more burn, I would recommend a regular like Wild Turkey 101. They use a little bit higher rye content, so it is a little bit spicier. It has a little bit more kick than what you would be used to. Um, the other one I'd really recommend is just a, a bottle of, of Knob Creek. It's like $42 for a bottle. Really good stuff. Good stuff. Um, if you don't like it, it does blend very well as, as well. And then a highly underrated one would be Bullet. Um, Bullet's really inexpensive and really good. And since John said that he likes Old Fashioned, just a quick tip. The original Old Fashioned recipe is actually made with rye whiskey and not bourbon. So if you really want to get the best experience for your Old Fashioned, um, Bullet's rye is absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best I've had 
overall for an old fashioned. It's like twenty six dollars for a bottle. It's not bad at all. I want to say the the whiskey that I had in the in in my thing for the longest time was uh, High West Double Rye. Okay, it's actually I just pretty good. Absolutely loved it. Like I could drink it straight, you know, drink it neat, or throw, uh, you know, try to make some version of an old fashioned, you know, a little bit of bitters and uh, I have like a little syrup that I think is like too sweet, so I usually just do like the smallest dab of it, just to add in some of those like little licorice and um, molasses flavor kind of tones that, mm-hmm. that kind of just blend and smooth everything out a little bit. But, um, but man, it was, I, I just loved that bottle. I, I kind of started to feel like, you know, I, I had gotten a bottle from um, when, when Southern tier was doing their thing and selling their, their bottles okay. up here with victory. I, uh, I went and got a, um, a rye whiskey bottle from them too, that I liked. It was nowhere near as good as High West. I mean, you could just tell that, I mean, for, for my, you know, novice palate when it comes to that stuff was like a very, you know, just um, not maybe not as well balanced or or not as well or maybe a little thinner um, on my palate or something like that. But um, but I mean, that that High West was just so good for, for my taste, at least. I think it's definitely a really good entryway. It's um, it's one of those ones that you some of those ones that I have that I don't necessarily want to take to a large group setting, but high West isn't one of those like super high profile, but mm-hmm. it's approachable to everyone, which is good. Um, it's like that middle of the road, like super enjoyable beer that, you know, that you can just take and everyone's going to drink it and not complain about it. So high West is definitely good. I think there's another, there's another version. Um, it's like bird dog. That's another one that's very similar to High West. That's kind of like that $30 range that a lot of people will take for that type of stuff. My, nice. fa- my wife and I, we're big Jameson people. We like uh, when, we're, <laughs> when we're drinking, when we're drinking uh, whiskey, it's usually Irish whiskey uh, and it's usually of the Jameson variety. And um, that's just like our immediate go to some Jameson, some ice, a splash of uh, ginger ale. And it's just like the perfect cocktail for us. Uh, like a little, little splash of lime, too, if we're feeling very, very fancy. But like, yeah, you're feeling froggy. You drink it with your pinky out over there? A little bit. Yeah, absolutely. That was our, that was actually like our, our signature drink at our wedding uh, was Jameson and Ginger's. Like, it's just like, uh, it's been a go to drink of mine for many, many years. Like, I was really into bourbon and, and stuff for a little while. And um, I, you know, tried a lot of different things. And, um, I didn't get into like the educational aspect of it, like you were talking about, but but just like trying different things and um, uh, yeah, fish, Jameson Black Barrel, that's the shit right there. Um, yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah. I landed on Jameson and uh, Bushmills and stuff, and I was just like, all right, Jameson is really like hitting the spot for me, and that's just been my my go to for for quite a while. Real quick, Jim, this is a uh, uh, radio that plays CDs, the radio and record and records. Currently, currently listening to uh, Run the Jewels Four. So, it's a pretty so it's cool a record player that looks like. Yeah, we got a little message from uh, from Beer Island. I forgot about Beer Island. What up, Beer Island? What up, Beer Island, Jim? Um, What's going on? Yeah, here? yeah. He was asking me about my radio. Yeah, it's a cool little radio thing. It's my wife's actually. I'm, I he said he's got a what a Bowmore. Uh, Bowmore. Yeah, Bowmore? It's, uh, it's just a, a, a certain brand of it. Good stuff. Harder to find around here. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing that sucks a little bit. Um, PA being a lockdown state where they tell you exactly what you're you're gonna get and what you what your price is is kind of a give or take. Like I know that I can't get every single thing that we want, but I know the price is gonna be fair. Like Eagle Rare here is thirty eight dollars, and I can find it. Um, there's place. There's a friend of mine who lives in in Washington, and that same bottle over there is like seventy eight bucks. So, oh, wow. you know, it's regulated here. So I'll take that. <laughs> Chris, I've noticed a lot of beer people are also bourbon people. Why do you think that marriage happens? I don't see a lot of similarities. Why do you think? Have you noticed the same thing? I guess I should ask first. And why do you think that is? You know, that that's an interesting question and a correlation. And I think it might have to do with the infatuation right now of barrel aging. 
Um, there's so many barrel aged stouts, um, bourbon barrel aged this, like, um, you can't reuse a, a barrel. That's one of the rules of bourbon. So, uh, a lot of beer companies will buy them. And it was fun when I was in, um, Kentucky Buffalo Trace is like, Oh, you ever hear this brand called Trogues? They buy a lot of our stuff. So they age all their stuff in there. I know victory does it. It's so huge. So maybe getting that booziness and that little bit of wood tan it maybe it kind of is a gateway drug almost it kind of leads them into it that's really the only correlation either that or maybe they just want to make that next step and see what that's all about or they want to feel manly i'm not sure they're just trying to get smashed yeah, yeah honestly yeah like that's one or of the big things degenerates this triple ipa is not doing it for me i gotta go to the bush mills or something you know yeah, what I mean? like, <laughs> Hey, which one's your favorite? The one that gets me drunk the fastest. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's always the best answer, right? Bourbon Friday nights and then uh, beer the rest of the weekend. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah. It's Miller a good go to get you there. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that like I feel like w- with me personally, my palate has just uh, maybe evolved a bit, and you know, with times where I've you know tried dieting and losing weight and things like that, I started experimenting with red wine and just couldn't believe how good red wine could be. And just you know, when you're so used to these like incredible, you know, well balanced and full bodied IPAs and you know uh, sours and stouts and all of these things that are so delicious, and then you start tasting different things like all these different wines and and appreciating when somebody can get such a good balance and smoothness or you know these great flavors and and taste notes that you know you, you didn't have in the last glass of wine that you had um it, it it's a lot of fun to you know i i don't really know much about the styles or brands that i liked but you know it was just that much more interesting because you've come to appreciate those um the craft of it, I guess. And the same mm-hmm. things happened kind of with, with, um, with bourbons and, and whiskeys a little bit where instead of having, you know, a Jack or, or a Jim beam or something like that, you know, I've got the, the double West that I found that I really like, or, or the, uh, the double rye from high West. And, um, you know, the, uh, I want to say I've got like a Glenfiddich Glenfiddich. I don't know how you say it, but I found one yeah. that was, um, it was Asian IPA barrels, and I found it really interesting that I don't know what an IPA barrel is, but um, you that know, was going to be my question. Of, yeah, it was. It says it was, and I thought it was interesting to you know sip a um, you know whatever blended scotch that my dad had, and then sip on this one and be like, you know, even though it doesn't really taste like beer, yeah, there's like a little spicy hop note maybe going on in there. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of malt, maybe um, that it kind of reminds you of of uh, of beer, and 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 you get those notes in there, even though it's not a lot. It's just enough that it's familiar, and and also just balances it, or, or you know, or or just kind of the whole ride of everything seems to come together with those flavors. I'd say one of the biggest companies doing that right now is uh, Jameson because they've got the the black barrel. Uh, the black one that uh, he was talking about. They've also got the IPA aged, and they do cask have the stout age as well. The cask stuff, and then like mm-hmm. Cooper's Crow, is, is fantastic. So Jameson's super consistent. Um, the only thing that you've got to watch out with some of that stuff is sometimes it can be marketing. They can mm-hmm. simply take a barrel, throw some hops in it, throw the whiskey in there for five minutes, take it back out, and call it hop age so some of that stuff is a little bit of marketing terms there are some they use it all over the place just like beer where you've kind of got to set yourself apart they try the same thing in the bourbon whiskey world so um jameson i feel is doing it really well of course jameson i think was at last year's like gabf were they yeah, That's like cool. they, ha- I'm pretty sure I saw that they had a whole big section booth set up um, where they had all their cask mate stuff. Like, <laughs> I didn't like that. I never like that microphone anyway. <laughs> but, you know, the uh, <laughs> Taylor's losing it. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> karate chopped the fuck setup. out of the thing. What are you doing? Like Hawk Smash over here? Johnny like, Karate. Glad that shit. Oh, it's that's the Johnny Karate. The, hour. That's the live experience, people. Go out there, go find yeah. his video so you can watch what just happened. Forty-three <laughs> minutes and twenty-three seconds into it. 
Oh, that was awesome. professional. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was interesting too when I saw that Jameson was actually, you know, at GABF. And, and I mean, I've seen stuff with, um, with Jameson was doing stuff with, uh, with Sly Fox, I think. Was that them, hmm. I think? Um, but yeah, it's just they, they've they've teamed up with so many breweries around the country to you know to do these cask mates or to do something reverse where there's you know where they're brewing a Jameson you know um, barrel beer or something like that. But I think I think it was a smart move. I I, I really I, I don't know if I ever had a chance to talk about it on the show or do anything about it. I, I should we should go back and look into it. But I was really impressed with the way that they were not only. Like the, the way they were marketing everything, you know, they're they're on the low level with with craft brewers and and local brewers, but then also, you know, doing the giant, you know, Jameson stuff um, with with beer flavors and stout and flavors and things like that mixed in. So I don't know. I think they were doing a pretty good job. It's a huge untapped market. There's so yeah, many John people Young drinking said, craft beer right now. Yes, if you can get a couple of people with a, a Jameson label on there, you might get them to. Grab a bottle. So why not? Right. It's it's a cross really branding is huge. Yes, for sure, for sure. Shout out to John Young. I love your profile pic, dude. I love it. Love it. Yeah, John Young's a good guy. Um, I, I actually I say that like I like I know him really well, but uh, I just love everything that he posts. And um, he uh, I don't want to mention any names, but I know he works for the same corporation that my wife does and a couple other people. So I feel like there's a bond there also. Um, it's one of those yeah, political uh, lawn it's, it's signs. One of those political lawn signs that says Wu Tang is forever, and it's the yep. absolute truth. Real quick, I am on to my second beer. This is uh, Duclaw Brewing Company from Baltimore, Maryland. My my my, key lime pie, seven point one. You like it? I do. Wow. Uh, it says relax in the sunshine and enjoy this crisp hop sour with key lime, graham cracker, and coconut with lactose. It's really nice. good. It's like a uh, artisan sea quench. Taylor, you got to look for this one, and I'd be really curious to see what you think. Um, we've had burly oak um, w- on the show a few times, oh. but sorry, Chicky was a mind blower for me. I think I, I hadn't had a whole ton of sours, and I had this sour, and it blew me away and it's dry hopped, which I think is a, um, you know, a big difference, but it's so effing good that it just like, it, it almost was just like, you could tell when you were drinking it, like to me, at least I was like, this is a perfectly executed beer. It's so good. It's so well done. You, you don't want to stop drinking it. And, um, you know, we, we couldn't get it for the longest time. And I think they started sending it up to PA a little bit. And I've been spending a little bit of time at Delaware here and there. So well, it's a lot closer to Ocean City um, or where are they at? Um, Berlin, Maryland, um, which is, you know, pretty close by. So their stuff is in all the stores down here. This is but I got to bring some home for you so you, so you can try it. Because because I you're getting into sour so much, a yeah. dry hop sour, I'd be really curious to see what you would say. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in that because I, I'm, you know, it's funny. I was in the beer distributor and uh, there were a couple stouts that caught my eye. It's going to be that time. It's going to be mm-hmm. that time. So, like, I'm almost out of sour time. So, if you have some of that, I'll try it. But soon. Yeah, it'll for be sure. Late. It'll be too late because I'm distinguished. I'm a distinguished beer drinker now. Since I don't you know like sour. Gonna... Oh, go ahead. No, yeah, you go ahead. I was going to say, since sour. you like sour, have you ever had anything from Rotunda? Uh, probably not. You know, okay. you did. You did at the Kennet Brew Fest. Okay, that's why I said probably because there was a it was a big mix there. Uh, you remember that they <laughs> make fantastic. The... Yeah, I had some really good sours there that day, and that was honestly remember that peach one. The peach that was them. That was them. Okay, that's okay. them. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. They that. have a that's snow really cone good. series right now that's absolutely incredible. Like they have a plum sour, mm. uh, Swedish fish sour. There's a lot of really Swedish interesting fish. stuff coming out of them. Um, besides them, also um, Evergreen. They have the Sorbetto series, which each one is a different number. And each one's a different sour. I think the most recent one is like blackberries, marshmallow, and something else. It sounds fantastic. Yeah, Rotunda's fantastic. I think they actually um, didn't they win like best best in show or best beer, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, crowd favorite. 
Love you, fish. Yeah, something like okay. that uh, at, at the Kennet Brew Fest or Winter Fest, one of those. Fish said. fish said, so proud of Taylor's craft beer progression. You guys have done a great job. Oh, man. It oh, Mr. A, Steve. It brings a tear to my eye, Fish, quite frankly. <laughs> right? <laughs> but, yeah, sorry, Chicky, man. Um, I, I got real excited to see it, and I had one, and I, I just you know, I, I just cracked one, and I'm sipping on it after that uh, that other sour, and that, that hop just kind of completely caught me off guard, even though I knew it's in there, drinking it after something like that sour going into this one. I mean, it hit me hard and it's it's just it's standing out so much i'm just like man this thing is fantastic can't wait for you to try it so so speaking of burley oak i'm drinking a uh, brewery 424 uh from out in holland michigan called hazy fields german hazy ipa so to bring that back to burley oak when i was in maryland i got some of the mountain dew dream from Mm -hmm. burley oak Send it out oh, to I our boy. Uh, I sent it out to our boy Delap in uh, Michigan, and he nice. sent me back some uh, Michigan goodies. So, shout out to Delap. This is from uh, from him out there, and I uh, hope he enjoyed the the Mountain Dew Dream. <laughs> that was an insane beer. That oh, was yeah, really crazy, Lapp, man. Great dude. That was really crazy. The Mountain Dew, the blue one that you uh, share with me. It was way better than it should have been. Yeah, it was way. Yeah, better. I think you had it was really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, he really had good. some of that. I think we all you're all in the Steve Regner craft beer education <laughs> says fish. I'm, I'm having this issue where like I'm so I've gotten into the zone of doing the live streams and it being so much more relaxed and just popping things up and expecting people to see it. I got to get it back into my mind that we're doing a legit podcast again. People are going to be finding us on your favorite yeah, you, you know, got uh, to read it out now. You got to read the comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to read. But the yeah, comments. I got to explain it so that if somebody's listening without seeing anything, they know what's going on. I got, I got to get better at that. Correct. You were talking about getting into the dark beers. I want you to look out for this one, and let me know what you think. Oh, underground, underground mountain. I think this same beer used to be Sumatra Mountain. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same exact recipe or something changed. I think they, they changed they, the coffee. Yeah, okay. they changed the the coffee. I think it's the last year they're making that, according to them. They're no retiring way. that beer. Yeah, because I reviewed that beer on my channel, and the whole history of like them putting it underground is really cool. But they said they're gonna retire it at least for now. I don't know Sad. about that. Do how about everybody just go check out your page so they can learn about? I didn't had no idea this had anything to do with underground. Yeah, they actually aged like anything underground. really underground. Yeah, they actually do. They there's some really cool pictures of of the underground cave where they they keep the the barrels in. They age it underneath. Yeah, check out the video. Yeah, I, I remember I was you know I love CBS and, and KBS especially, and um, I came across this and you know it's it's a it's a barrel aged beer, but like um, I'm like a imperial brown ale. Like it's not going to be anywhere as good as like a stout. This is like one of my favorite dark beers of all time. Like this, these series of the Sumatra Mountain or whatever. Like, I, th- I think this might be the second time I've had the Underground Mountain, but it's um, it's just fantastic. I'm not going to crack this one right now because it's a twelve percent. We'll see. Eleven point nine, but he's already hitting the <laughs> microphone. Don't get him started. What's he? Yeah, no, yeah, right? Real. He'll be fighting that microphone. See what all he's night. Done yeah. <laughs> Motherfucker, you don't know me. We got to catch you up, uh, Mr. Steve. I'm not going to crack another beer until you're ready for the 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 finisher. Oh God. Okay. Oh. So maybe we'll wait. We're starting to get close to that uh, that eight o'clock mark where Taylor might dip out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll do it without them. I know what you have. That's a good idea. You might as well, because I don't have it. I don't have it. <laughs> but l- let me tell you guys, I've been I've been spending a little bit of time in Delaware, and I've hit some local spots that I wanted to tell you guys about. Um, I hit up uh, a brewery called Crooked Hammock, which uh, was pretty interesting. They make, um, I think I, I, I'd gotten a six pack or a four pack of this, like, uh, I forget the name of the beer, but it was like some kind of summer, like session, pale ale, beach beer kind of thing. But it was hoppy. It was really good. Um, overall, it was just okay. I really like Thompson Island, 
if you heard of that, they had a lot of New England and hazy stuff on. Um, nothing was completely like blow your socks off, I don't think. But uh, it was pretty good. The day that we were there, they had a pairing where you could order their stout that they had just released. And it was made with donuts, you know, some kind of like adjunct pastry stout that was pretty decent. It was like really boozy, though. I think it was like 15% or something like that. But they served it to you with a donut if you had it in the brewery. Oh, wow. So they actually Ooh. brought out like a warm donut. pastry stout. <laughs> it was really cool. But their food's fantastic. It's a really cool spot. Um, you can get four packs and stuff to go. I don't know if they're really in distribution or not. It's more one of those like restaurant you know, um, brewery type things, but it's, it's pretty decent. And then, um, I also tried a place called Brickworks, which is another one. That's like more of a restaurant than a brewery. Almost like you wouldn't know that it's, that it's, it is a brewery. I think it's more set up like a restaurant that does a little in-house brewing or something. Um, the beers were just okay. I, I tried a few, I got a flight there, but they did have a, a mosaic IPA that was just I thought fantastic, you know, after having like, you know, five, five different taste tasters um, off of their tap list, like that one stood out as like the shining beacon of like, okay, you guys can make a good beer, but you know, this is the one in particular that was really good. But um, it's been interesting kind of like, you know, when you travel and you get a chance to, to get into like a, a, a different market and try some local stuff, it's been pretty neat. <sighs> just keep thinking about the dinner you guys are about to have <laughs> we we um i think when we hit eight o'clock here coming up soon we are going to finish the uh the podcast the podcast will end but we're going to keep going for anybody that wants to hang out with us maybe get another beer or two in before the eagles start we're going to hang out on facebook live ask us some questions keep coming in with the comments if you guys did take a chance to watch this Make sure you follow, click the little bell for notifications for Might Be Brews. Look up NBA Network. Also look up Chris's page, Beer, Bourbon, and Games. Make sure you follow them. You've got a YouTube page, an Instagram, and a, and a Facebook and all that, right? Yeah, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Twitter, I don't really use yep. much. I don't really see the point too often. But Instagram, untapped, Facebook page, YouTube, all that good stuff. Yep. Should we do our new segment, John? Yes, let's do it. We've got a new segment. Can you do an intro for me? Toast of the week, toast of the week. Everybody come around for the toast of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Explain explain your idea because I I really liked it. So here's my idea. Every week we're going to toast something. Somebody, an idea, a concept, a person, a team, a group. Anything you want to toast. You want to negative toast somebody, negative toast somebody. Just have a toast. I love it. I fucking love it, Steve. I love it, dude. Love it. You guys, you guys, if you if you're listening to this or watching this, you have to check out the other shows on the network. I get jealous sometimes because Might Be News has um, 83 sounders. They do have all the sounders, Yo, but two, they also have these two full pages really like. of sounders. By the way, two full pages on this thing of sounders for the fucking thing. It's ridiculous. Nice. I, 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 I get confused all the time. It sucks. Yeah, you but play you the got, same ones. On. <laughs> just You've got what's twisted. the point? <laughs> You've got what's the point? You've got late review. Mm-hmm. Like some days, I feel like I want to steal those from you. Mm. Um, you know, you've got these segments that that you know all the shows do. You've got Goat of the Week on Might Be Sports. Mm. So check out the other shows; they're all fantastic. I promise you. But I, I'm happy that we're going to have a good segment like that. That we can. It's going to be a lot of work, but I'm going to have to. Uh, we can come up with something have, cool. Sounder. Something. We can come up with something for the sounder. Yeah. Oh, that, that that's no doubt. We can, well, no, we I'm just saying, that. like, I'm I'm not looking forward to like I'm gonna be like Kinderman, I feel like, and not show up with anything. Like, you know, this is coming for two weeks, and and then I'm gonna have to try to think of something in like the last half hour before the I show wa- starts. I want to toast Chick Fil A that I had for dinner tonight. Ah! <laughs> huh? Huh? Put it in my yeah, butt and twist exactly it. Exactly what he does. Huh? He's like, uh, I got an oil change and, uh, you know, it was like $15. He's going to like quit the network. I swear to God, I swear to God, he's going to quit. He is. He's just going to quit. Cause like, yo, he hasn't been on a podcast in like two weeks and he's not going to be on news next week either. Cause it's already been recorded. Shout out to in cold storage on might be news. 
next week. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. It's awesome. I can't wait. It's, Hi, Heather. It's, it's an Thanks awesome for checking episode. in. It's an awesome episode, so make sure you check it out. And so also correct. sign up for our Patreon had, page. Go ahead. You had no idea of this segment. Do you have anybody you'd like to give a toast of the week to? Do you say me? Sorry, I was yeah. uh, I was reading the comments on there. Um, toast of the week. I'm going to give a toast out to all of the local breweries that are continuing to put out incredible beer. Um, they are doing everything they can to survive and adapt in these absolutely ridiculous times right now. So my hats are off to you. Some people are putting out brand new stuff, slinging out all those good beers. So cheers, cheers to these places. Uh, keep supporting them. Hopefully we can keep them open. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a big one for me. I am doing as much as I can. I hope everyone else will as well. Cheers. Cheers I like that. Cheers. Yeah. We've definitely been impressed with how everybody has turned their production into cans to get it into the hands of the people. Uh, you know, contactless pickup, everything they've done has been been super. The amount of people that weren't shipping before that are now shipping, mm-hmm. the increased cleanliness, the uh, like everything is top notch. And they weren't doing distribution. Now they are. I mean, it's now they for everybody. It's you know, you, you're used to having kegs going out the door to restaurants and, and you mm-hmm. know, the, the in tap room stuff happening. And it's just, it's crazy how, you know, everybody's just adapted. You're right. So that, that's a very good call. It's, it's crazy. My wife, uh, my wife enjoyed it. Like, she's like, when we go somewhere, I know you're just going to pick up beer and you're coming home. Cause you can't really sit in the bar. I mean, now you can a little bit, but she was enjoying it. It's like, I don't want to sit there for two hours while you drink beer. I'm like, right. <laughs> but Hey, uh, I want to, I want, yeah, there's a lot of companies like poor man's they survived with the amount of distribution they were doing to restaurants and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm glad that they managed to pull through in a different manner. Cool. Taylor, who you got for a toast of the week? Uh, it's going to probably sound corny, but, uh, straight up I'm toasting to my wife, Jackie, uh, without her, none of this podcast shit would be possible for real. Uh, I'm like, Jackie, everybody sounds like shit on remote. We need to go spend like a few hundred dollars on getting everybody mics and shit. Let's just do it. And she's like, okay, let's do it. Uh, that was just the most recent thing. But for real, for everything that we've ever done in the podcast network, things getting better, the money that we've had to spend, the time that we've had to invest, the time that I've had to invest. Uh, she is supportive and encouraging, and uh, it's just a great thing. Plus, she's also co-host Jackie now. She's doing a great job with me every Friday when we record news slash relatable radio also, shout out to the ladies of Relatable Radio this week. It was a great episode. Uh, yeah, sh- uh, cheers to Jackie. You are the best. And, and speaking of uh, money to buy stuff, check out our Patreon page, $5 yeah. a month. Please do. <laughs> Go to patreon.com slash MBN Network. Sign up. It's 5 bucks a month. You get an exclusive episode. This week, I went out to International Waters and had a pirate radio. That's what I did. Wait a second. Wait, I thought that was DJ Dumbfuck. Well, I was with DJ Dumbfuck. I, I was with him, and we did oh, okay. it. You were with him. Yeah, okay. I, I met him in college. So it was like this thing that we did, and like I, uh, he was like DJ Dumbfucks, and I was like, all right, let's go out to international waters. I've always wanted to do a pirate radio show, and that's what we did in international waters. I got, I got a question for the people that are live. Who remembers the movie Pump Up the Volume? Because I mentioned it in our chat, and I got blank crickets, faces crickets. through the phone. I, Nobody remembers the movie Christian Slater, Pump Up the Volume, Internet Radio Show. Like Nobody remembers it. So now that you said Christian chat, Slater, I will look it up as soon as I'm done here. I remember the box to it. That's about it. I oh, remember funny. the movie Pirate Radio, which was very good as well. But I, I do like that movie. I've just always wanted to play music and talk shit over it, and that's what I did for Patreon this week, even though it's illegal. So holler at your boy. Go to patreon.com slash NBN network and do it. John, what's who, the other one with Weird Al? Uf, UFH? U, UFC. No, no, that's the no, fighting. That's, that's the what fighting. he's doing to the microphone. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a UHF. UHF. That's a good one. And uh, what's the other one where the three guys um, kidnapped the radio station? Brendan Frazier. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, what is it? Airheads. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. some butthead yes. calling Thank to that. You. Thank you. Yes. I was like, fuck. John, who are you <laughs> toasting this week? 
I am going to toast. I, I don't want to talk about it because nobody wants to hear or see me cry on this show. But uh, if anybody that's not a friend of mine saw that uh, my dog passed away this past week, uh, it was really hard. Lucy, the goose, everybody um, that, that's a friend or that knows her. Um, I'll tell you, man, uh, you know, I had no idea. N- never in a million years would I think that that it would be as hard as it was. It completely took me off guard but um shout out to brett also because believe it or not brett and laura fans of the show they've been on they lost lula also um right before lucy too so it was a it was a pretty shitty week but um yeah terrible yeah toast toast to the dogs everybody's dogs everybody's dogs yeah Yeah, man fuck the cats for real man's best friend it's crazy i know I like her so much better than the kids. Oh my god! <laughs> I said and the cats. John, I said uh, the cats, not the kids. You said the kids. I said cats. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. <laughs> truth, be, truth be told, John, that's one of the reasons why I came up with this. That that was my initial thought of yeah. of what can we do, you know really in my own little way what what could we do? So that that was going to be my toast. Um, Except I had uh, another bad toast, I guess you could say. Um, we talked about my friend Adam on the podcast before that we were raising some money for, and uh, he lost his battle with leukemia oh, uh, this past weekend. Um, oh. I taught Adam in a couple different groups. Um, the most, one of the most positive guys I've ever been around, and uh, mm-hmm. he leaves behind a great family. And he taught a uh, he fought a tough fight, and uh, that leukemia cancer sucks, man. Um, yeah, but I just sure. wanted to raise a glass to uh, to my boy Adam, yeah, and uh, my thoughts are out with his family. Yeah. Yep, same. and um, toast, toast, man. Wow, that's a great segment. That's a great segment, this is a great Steve. Segment. It Holy gets heavy, shit. quick though. We got to turn this around. Yeah, we got to <laughs> we got to have some positive. Uh, Toast as well, but uh, yeah, we're gonna have to pre plan this and like whoever's got the downer yeah. goes first, and yeah. was, whoever's like cheering their uh, you know, their, their promotion at work or something. I was just I thinking like, that. I like, <laughs> I like Chris's idea. We no, we should just go totally embrace it, play the Sarah McLaughlin music, okay. and end every podcast as, as low as we can go. For only five dollars, you can support us on Patreon. <laughs> Exactly. So We're a funny, struggling, man. struggling news network. <laughs> uh, oh, Taylor is funny. going to toast to his uh, dinner. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. Hey, tune yeah. in. Tune in next time. It might be bruised when I drink a whole dinner by myself, and while John and Steve <laughs> drink some bullshit beers. <laughs> Shout out, Rob. Rob's a good dude. I know. Um, he, he's he was good friends with Adam, right? He was his former brother-in-law. Gotcha. Yeah. They were tight. Rob's a good dude. I, I saw him posting about it too. It was it was definitely hard news to hear about Adam. He was a fan of the show. That's how I got it's to tough, meet him. Man. I mean, obviously through you, but it's he liked tough. the podcast, and um, you know, I, I was able to go to a couple of those events that he had, and uh, it's you know, def- definitely difficult news. But um, man, uh, Evan on signing up a Patreon to a pay. No, it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing, bro. It supports everybody, and um, it. Um, you get the free. Yeah, when you the sign full, up for the five dollars, yeah. you get the entire network, the whole network, and you get the uh, the exclusive episodes. I'm gonna do more than one a week right now. That's what we're doing, just because it's easy. But uh, we're gonna do more, and uh, I'm also working on some other things for Patreon. So stay tuned to that. I, I'm trying to increase the uh, the the appeal to Patreon. Uh, we give out free gifts. We do monthly giveaways and stuff. We haven't done it in a while because we haven't been doing podcasts in a while. So it kind of goes hand in hand with when we're doing stuff because I don't charge people when we're not doing podcasts. <laughs> For example, nobody's been charged on Patreon basically since the pandemic started. So, you know, that's what we're doing. But uh, how November, do, November how do we 1st. link to your OnlyFans account? My OnlyFans account, I will send you a private link for that. It's uh, it's a banger, dude. It's a banger. I go real hard on my OnlyFans. I really do. I'm an actual sex worker. Like, it's like, it's really crazy now. That's what I've been doing while I've been off of podcasting. I just like, I'm like, well, I have to make up for Patreon somehow. So mm-hmm. lots of people have seen my dick. Speaking of uncomfortable. <laughs> Speaking of ending the show. Well, on that note. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. There's the music. 
Guys, look, if you took the time to watch us on Facebook, watch us on YouTube, stream us on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate you. Thank you so much. Please share it. Please uh, do whatever you can to help us out. Look, check out the website. Make sure you follow Chris and Beer Bourbon and Games as well. Look them up uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube as well. Taylor, what are you laughing about? My OnlyFans. <laughs> you no, you actually have to pay people to tune into that, I hear. I do, actually. <laughs> it's reverse OnlyFans. Yeah, it's only me. <laughs> <laughs> we, should do, we should do that. We should start a new app, reverse OnlyFans. Yeah, right, where I or pay you guys like to like listen to our fucking podcast. God damn it. You pay, <laughs> you pay me to put my picks. I just, I'm on there as like a potential fan and then you can pay me and I have to listen to you. You you pay me to put my pants back on. (laughs) Yo, great show this week, everybody. See you guys next week. Thank you guys so much. Chris, I appreciate you. We'll see you guys next time.